This is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. CJ Watson and the mothers of desperation discuss ongoing work behind the scenes of their sketch comedy channels and the upcoming web series, The Bunny Rabbit Tragedies. Bunny rabbits and vampires and onions living together? Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. Yeah, I'm CJ Watson. And I'm Jack Fisher. And this is a Desperate Mothers Podcast. So we get together in midweek, middle week. It's almost the end of the week. Yeah. It's uh, just to talk about what's going on. Got Thanksgiving happening in a week. Thanksgiving, yeah. So there probably won't be one in the middle of the week next week. Probably not. Um, This week, did you check out the uh, list of comic book movies coming out? I have browsed them, but uh, I haven't committed it to memory. I know there's a button. There are a ton, and DC's finally throwing its hat, like, fully committed into the ring. There's going to be DC movies now, not just Batman and sometimes something else. You know, Batman and Superman. Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Is it, is it Batman? What sort of uh, other movies are we talking about, DC-wise? Well, we're going to get The Flash. Yeah. Um, we're going to get Aquaman. Okay. We're going to get uh, Justice League. Which, if it even comes in like half as good as the Avengers, is going to be like crazy awesome. Um, we're going to get Wonder Woman. Now and we saw some stills. Oh, well. Is Wonder Woman going to be part of a movie, or is she getting her own treatment? Wonder Woman is getting her own movie before the Justice League. Really? Okay. Justice League, they got two movies lined up, Justice League Part 1 in 2017 and Part 2 in 2019. Now, is it the Israeli chick that's going to be Wonder Woman in all the movies? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But you never know. I mean... She could come out in the first movie and then appear in Justice League, and they could change it, you know? I mean, look at, look at the Hulk, you know? And I, I really think this iteration of the Hulk is the same Hulk as uh, Edward Norton and the same Hulk as uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. No. I don't have my Hulk movies memorized. Christian Bale was Batman, right? Yes, I'll agree with that. Um, oh, I'm blinking on the name. I'm going to have to like IMDb this. But it, the guy from Troy who played Hector, it's not Christian Bale. It's um, So this is the part where we just play some type of music to entertain ourselves while uh, we look up stuff on the IMDb. Eric Bana. Eric Bana from Troy. Did you see Troy? Uh, probably. Troy with um, Brad Pitt. I'm gonna say yes. I don't think you've seen Troy. Because <laughs> Troy is a badass movie. Troy, Troy is arguably like a movie of the world's first 
superheroes. And, and and Troy, the Battle of Troy, brings together a lot of mythology's biggest fighters, biggest uh, superheroes, biggest you know demigods and, and men that rose above. You have Achilles and Ajax and Hector. No, not familiar. Not a fan. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, Troy is like the Avengers in ancient times. The Avengers of Greek mythology. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll put it on my list of uh, movies to watch. It, I mean, it is probably, hands down, it's my favorite Brad Pitt movie. And that, you know, includes 12 Monkeys. I mean, it's, I, I, have, I have watched Troy I don't know how many times, you know. Just because every time it's on, I get sucked in. I own the Blu-ray. I, I think I own the Blu-ray. I've downloaded it, so I've got my copy of the DVD. Your ultraviolet copy. Yeah, I uploaded my copy of the DVD onto my personal server. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, my DVD collection, Blu-ray collection, is sick, and. Uh, it might finally be eclipsing my old VHS collection, which I am slow to let go until I have the movie in DVD. And then the movie's got to be in the same format because my, my VHS collection is, is odd in that uh, I have a lot of old widescreen VHS tapes, and they didn't make a lot of widescreen VHS tapes. Now, do you store your VHS tapes in someplace special, or are they... I do. It's called a cardboard box. Okay. <laughs> and usually inside somewhere. Okay, so protected from most extremes of the weather, at least as well as you are. Right, right. It's a cardboard box in a house. I rely on a house to protect myself, so I think it's good enough to protect DVDs. It's not good enough to protect, you know, valuable jewelry or perishable dairy products because they have to go inside a special container in my house lest they kill me when I consume them. The VHS tapes. Those two. Okay. You should be. All, you should always be, exercise caution when consuming VHS tapes. You should normally do it uh, under doctor supervision, and uh, when you've had enough alcohol to counteract any of the poison that's going to occur as you uh, swallow all that tape. Yeah, I was just sort of referring to the media consumption habit, but uh, you could go there. <laughs> so yeah if you haven't seen Troy and since you don't remember if you've seen Troy you obviously haven't there's a lot of things that I've seen that I've forgotten but if it's as awesome as you say it is then I must not have seen it it, it is incredibly good I mean even I as a big fan of Achilles I always and I knew the Myrmidons were like awesome just the name is so lame. So less than masculine. Myrmidons. Uh-huh. His fighters. Yeah. Until you see that movie, and then you're just like, oh, these guys are badasses. They shouldn't call them the United States Marines. They should call them the Myrmidons, because those are their badass, our most badass fighters. They should have the most badass fighter name in history, you know? I can see that. And it's close. It's yeah. so close. Yeah. Yeah, and I could I could see the Marine being a totally updated word for Myrmidon. Yeah, they well they you know they have a certain 
similarity. They yeah. both have kind of a nautical sound to them. Myrmidons. Marines. Marines. I imagine Achilles would have been a Marine. Not forever, though, because he does not take orders well. No one tells Achilles what to do. All right. Until he disagreed with the president and went off and, you know, invaded his own country himself and won the war all by himself. That's an Achilles thing. Anyways, you got to see that. So I guess it's akin to going back uh, on track. Hulk has been played by a few different people, but I, I get the feeling that the Hulk in the Avengers movie is the Eric Bana, is the um, is the Edward Norton Hulk, you know? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yep. Um, who plays a, a better, I don't know, he plays a really good um, Banner. He plays a really good Bruce Banner. Um, but Edward Norton played a really good Bruce Banner. I really liked Edward Norton's Banner. Now, Edward Norton, I, I kind of fixate on the co-stars. Edward Norton played opposite uh, Liv Tyler. Yes. And... Who pay, played Betty? And Eric Bana played opposite Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. And I have a big thing for Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Although, you know. So does the Hulk. Liv Tyler is not chopped liver. No. No. Um, yeah, the second movie was such a strong movie. I really liked it. Uh, you know. Abomination was a little, the origin was a little bit off, you know. I always loved the Abomination versus Hulk fights, and but it was still an interesting character. The the guy was super soldier kind of thing. Kind of maybe even you know the concept of using Captain America's, the way they create Captain America's, you know, you kind of um, bastardize that process. You 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 twist that process to make kind of like a super soldier Hulk. Well, if five ounces of super serum is good, 75 ounces must be better. Yeah, especially chock full of gamma radiation. That's got to be great. It's got to be a great combination. You know, the gamma rays just, uh, they help preserve the super serum and enhance the molecules. Yeah, so that's going to work out great. You're going to make a a Hulk version of Captain America. He's going to play well with others. Probably. <laughs> so we got that, and, and I think that's what made Hulk the Hulk Thor thing. I mean, that was great—the Hulk Thor kind of uh, antagonistic buddy aspect of the Avengers. Yeah. Um. So if we get any of that in the Justice League, we're just gonna. Well, not just the Hulk Thorin antipathy. You had the Hulk Loki antagonism well they're outright enemies though yeah you know you had iron man cap you had the the altruistic patriot versus the the jaded capitalist you know working together then you had the the hulk who's just all not thinking strong brutality versus uh the machismo and bravado of thor you know the uh, statesman. Yeah, I guess at that point, I guess so. Um, at that point, he's adopted the role of ambassador, and he's 
protecting a little-known planet. Right, because his pet lives there. Well, you can argue his motives, but the the end result is the same. His motives were Natalie Portman. (laughs) My motives would be Natalie Portman if I was Thor. I'm not Thor. Anyway, speaking of Thor, we had the Chris Hemsworth. um, Right, that was Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, what sexiest man of the of the year this week? As voted by twelve-year-old um, girls everywhere, including you. <laughs> no, no, no. <sighs> My inner twelve-year-old girl is a lesbian. <laughs> well, I think there's a lesbian in all of us. You know, it's just a matter of whether you admit it or not. Yeah, I keep mine locked up. (laughs) (laughs) I like to let my lesbian flag fly. Mm -hmm. So you got that, and we got um, we got the upcoming Marvel movies. Um, and you got apparently Deadpool supposed to be released in twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. You got Avengers coming up in May. Ant-Man, which I'm really... I, I still, I'm still on the defense about Ant-Man. Not a favorite character anyways, you know? Um, and then Fantastic Four. They're supposed to be doing another Fantastic Four. Yeah, is it going to break our heart like the others? Well, I don't know. The first one was so bad, it didn't really break my heart. It had Jessica Alba in it. But it didn't break my heart so much as... Reinforced... Uh, reinforced the disappointment like I'm certainly glad I didn't get my hopes up but I kind of wish I had Um, because you know if you've seen the first one you know are that no I've seen them all if you've seen the the Roger Corman Fantastic Four is that the one that was never released yeah yeah how could I have seen it I don't know. That was tremendously bad. Yeah. I would like to see the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Find, it's difficult to find a good copy. Mm. Uh, I've seen, like, I don't know, fourth generation copy of a copy. And then uh, I think I watched it again recently. And it was practical. It, it was unbearable. It was It was a tough movie to watch. Now, Fantastic Four fans will put up with a lot. Oh, no, I will. I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan. I mean, uh, Fantastic Four is one of my favorite titles. Um, I've lived through so many iterations of the Fantastic Four. It's just what they do to fans. It's not as bad as what they do to fans of the Avengers, where I think every comic book character in the Marvel Universe has been an Avenger twice. Um, heck, Spider-Man has been an Avenger that Wolverine's been an Avenger I mean for somebody who's like a lone wolf type character I think Wolverine's joined more teams than anybody else <laughs> way to way to keep to yourself Logan you're just joining every team he is a fairly cooperative lone wolf yeah I won't be on your team but uh I'll hang out with you guys for the next three years and do all that stuff with you. 
He's a lone wolf with a sense of community. Yeah, he just doesn't want other people going along and uh, stealing his thunder. Uh, he just doesn't want to be labeled. No, no. I'll yeah. hang out with you as long as you don't try to label me. I'm an Avenger. I'm a Defender. I'm an X-Man. I'm uh, um, I don't, I, I don't think he's been in the Fantastic Four. <laughs> well, but not at least yet. not that Sue Storm is admitting. Right, right. <laughs> he might have been in at least one or two members of the Fantastic Four. I don't know how how fast he heals. He and Johnny might have uh, gone on some adventures. You know, and if he and if he ejects his claws, or if, or if he uh, if he whips out his claws into Reed, does he just like does his rubbery skin part like reflexively, or uh, does he just kind of? shape around them well reed's not a blob he's just stretchy guy right how stretchy is he is he stretchy by reflex does he have to concentrate to stretch well i think there's a combination of non-reflexive and reflexive what's the what's the medical term that i'm Involuntary, involuntary. Involuntary muscles. Yeah, you have a lot of involuntary muscles in your body. I mean, are you involuntary or, or voluntary? You're a combination of both. Yeah, but I mean, my my nerve endings don't cause my skin to move away from items or wrap around items or. I flinch away, you know. Is, can he flinch like three miles away in a rubber band type form? Can he flinch fast like a rubber band? That would be interesting. It wouldn't make good, very good for a, a very good comic panel. I mean, boo, I scared Reed and he like shot out the across the city like a rubber band. And when, yeah, when Reed gets gas, he could end up blowing bubbles. Well, yeah, he could end up becoming a hot air balloon. <laughs> oh, that's true. Or butt bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going to get uh, the Deadpool, Batman vs. Superman, Batman v. Superman, Captain America Civil War, which is a really interesting idea that they're going to come out with the the Marvel Civil War storyline with Captain America and the, the, like, the Superhero Registration Act. You ever read those comic books? Nope. Um, and it's where the Marvel Universe was pretty much evenly divided. The government, because, because, gosh, I forget what it was specifically, and we can go into that. But the whole concept was the government wanted to start tracking costumed heroes, costumed personalities. You know, you could be Spider-Man, but you can't be Spider-Man if we don't know who Spider-Man is. You know, it's like, show us your papers. You know, and we're not going to tell everybody who they are, but we need a list of who the Spider-Man guy is. You know, and a list of who this uh, Moon Knight guy is and who's Power Man and Iron Fist. So we don't want to register your assault rifles, or we don't want to take away your assault rifles. We just want to register them and track them. Make sure that we know who they belong to. We know yeah. who this powered freak is in case, you know, we need to come knocking on his door or something. So we know he's not a terrorist. So we don't. So we know he's not like, you know... Um, 
uh, a Liberian Ebola car- carrier <laughs> dressed up like Spider-Man and accidentally spreading Ebola everywhere. So the Civil War storyline was like half the superheroes came out in uh, in support of the Registration Act and the other half came out against the Registration Act and how it pretty much tore everybody apart. And that was a storyline that, uh, spoiler alert, culminated in uh, the death of Captain America. Now, as we know, in the comic book universe, death is rarely permanent. Unless your Uncle Ben. Although he was a supporting character. He was supporting the origin story, so... Right. <laughs> you can't change the death of Uncle Ben without changing the origin of Spider-Man. Um, oh, Captain Stacy's pretty dead. Gwen Stacy's pretty dead. Yeah. Um... They did play fast and loose with the Gwen Stacy thing. After the fact, many years later. But so that's going to be interesting. And then, you know, as comic books do, later on everything gets turned back to normal. I mean, I can't imagine a comic book universe where people weren't allowed to have secret identities. Then we're going to get the the X-Men Apocalypse. Suicide Squad for DC. That's pretty exciting. If you read any Suicide Squad of DC, it was uh, take take the villains of the DC universe and and give them turn them into a super team and give them assignments that the heroes can't or won't do. It's like suicide assignment. So Joker on a super team. No, haven't heard of it. I. Feel like I may have my geek card revoked, but I haven't read any DC comic books. Oh, yeah. Well, it's tough. <clears throat> it's tough because you're you're like either a DC fan or a Marvel fan, um, and it's really tough to keep up with both of them, especially with the the numbering in the universe, all the stuff all over the place, and the renumbering and the renumber ones, and and the DC, the Elseworlds, the different stuff. And the DC stuff never really seemed to jive or line up anyways. I mean, you got five, six, seven Batman titles. It's like, which one's which? This is the busiest guy in the whole wide world. Except you get over to Superman, it's got the same thing, you know. You have five Superman titles, and and then all the Superman uh, pretenders to the throne. And Superman's on War World this week, but he's saving Lana and... And this one, he's married to Lois. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like it's canonical. You didn't have, like, any core things where you say, these 11 titles are the backbone of the DC universe, and you got to read those because they all sync up. You know? I mean, it's tough when you got that many titles, that many different, that many different titles for the same character, and you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Well, to, to be fair, I didn't really continue reading comic books past about 1980. Okay. So my, my knowledge of Marvel is, is somewhat limited also. But it happened during the 70s. I probably followed it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the 80s is when Marvel really... 
I mean, I know the 60s came out and they broke out of nowhere and they really just created what we know as a modern-day superhero and super team and everything. Because, uh, you know, they had a different way of telling stories. Even though it's comic books, it's comic books. You know, comic books is four-color panels and, and dialogue and stuff. Marvel was a lot more dynamic than DC. DC was very um, constrained, confined. It was uh, you always script-heavy. Um, DC is very much a lot of DC is like the nine panel pages um, and a ton of dialogue where Marvel you get a lot of splash pages you get a lot of double pages you get a lot of breaking borders you get a lot of dynamic fights uh, a lot of multi issue stories so they really got people behind them and it was really easy to get behind the long crossovers with Marvel like uh, or the long story arcs, you know, like the Chris Claremont X-Men stuff. Um, you talk about, you know, the runs on certain comics. And in DC, you don't really feel like you get a lot of that. They, they had some great comic writers and artists in DC. You get the stuff with the Swamp Thing. You get the, the um, other artists. You get the Geffen stuff. You got Frank Miller on Batman for a while. But it really seemed few and far between the, the, the titles in the DC line that had that dynamism that dynamic story and the ability to get the um, that thrilling action and the intense drama across just because it was so packed you know now I remember a villain team from the Fantastic Four the same seven yeah from the 70s from the 70s yeah, there was a lot of weird stuff going on in the 70s. Um, in more ways than one. Yeah. Well, were they supernatural? Yes. Because there was a lot of supernatural. Well, um, Medusa at one point was part of the Salem Seven. Yeah. Yeah. The chick with the hair. The snakes with the hair? No, no. No, she had hair that was kind of like Mr. Fantastic. Oh, the hair that... Was controllable? Yes. Yeah. Man, I don't remember the same as seven. Don't remember them. Wow, okay. Um, now, there was a, a time... Like, I got into the Fantastic Four heavily in late 70s. Yeah. To, uh, like, 80s. And I had my little subscriptions. Because I was, like, 9, 10 years old back then. And when, when I got into my comic collecting, I, I read Fantastic Four on. I read, you know, when I, when I got on, read that point on. I read Captain America from that point on. Um, I read Spider-Man from that point on. I read Hulk. And then I consumed everything I could get in my hands on with the Hulk. I don't know, something about the Hulk just really, like, like got me. I had to read that point on. And then everything older that I can get. And that was back in the old days when everything older you can get was going to a comic store and rifling through stuff and going to garage sales and stuff uh, because comic or, stores were few and far between. Yeah, or you paid out the ass for, uh, like, comics that you mail-ordered. and Yes, yes. Um, or, or you went to... Uh, comic book conventions. And com yeah, comic book conventions. Comic book shows, we call them. Shows, yeah. Remember? And they were really, like, somebody got uh, a convention hall... Or a swap, or a swap meet, or a, um, an Elks Lodge, 
thing. And they put up folding banquet tables and their block, long boxes on those. And that was your show. Yeah. Well, actually, most of the ones that I went to took place uh, in one of our local malls. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They would have comic book shows in the malls. And like nowadays where you'd have uh, aisle vendors set up at, at kiosks, they would set, set up tables in the, uh, in the hallways and stuff. Oh, the ones I'd been to were like... Uh, Meeting halls <laughs> with banquet tables. And it was far from any comic convention as we know them now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I don't know where we were. Oh, we started off talking about the Hulk, and we ended up all over the place. Oh, yeah, we started talking about the the, the Avengers movie because we were talking about the, the Justice League, hoping that they had that same kind of thing. And we were talking about what... Uh, how dynamic the characters were, you know, and the relationships to each other and why they worked a little bit. You had the contentiousness and, and um, the opposition between them, yet they're still working together. So, you know, you know, I hope DC sees that and tries to capture a little bit of that. I mean, they got the characters for it. I don't think they're going to do Martian Manhunter. I would love it if they did. Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite characters. John Johns, he's from Mars. He's green guy with the cape okay <laughs> no but i'd love to see blue beetle and booster gold uh, on the justice league and those are different characters and nobody knows um but if they could put hawkeye on the avengers <laughs> damn it you could give me blue beetle <laughs> gotta have a look little bit of love for the lesser known character and you know you probably don't have to pay the actor as much to play those lesser known characters well not for the first movie <laughs> when you sign them up you got to lock them in for the next four for that low rate um no with the civil war i really would also hoping that we see u.s agent you know the guy who took over after the first time that captain america and steve rogers left being captain america way back I don't know if you ever read that those comic books. They they had U.S. Agent take over, so that was really cool. It was he wasn't U.S. Agent at the time; he was the new Captain America. And then Steve Rogers came back, and and everyone wanted him, so the the second Captain America got ejected, and then he still was a super soldier, so he took on the name U.S. Agent, and then he ended up joining the West Coast Avengers. Hawkeye was on the West Coast Avengers, along with Wonder Man, which is another character I would love to see in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm like Superman, only I want to be a Hollywood movie star. <laughs> that was pretty good. You know, we don't need to see the Great Lakes Avengers. We don't need to go down that road. Now, it seems to me like maybe DC had more strong female superheroes than Marvel? Yeah. Or all together? You had Wonder Woman. Yeah. And? Well, okay. I kind of stopped at Wonder Woman, but... The best doesn't mean the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but does does Marvel even have one really outstanding female superhero? When you're not counting Sue Richards. Sue Richards was not a solo sort of player. Okay. You know, she was always part of a team. She was 
always in the shadow of the Fantastic Four. She tend to play supportive roles. You know, I'm putting up a force field to protect Reed okay. or Johnny. All right. So, so you talk about uh, a Marvel female superheroes that stand on their own. Right. So obviously not Wasp because she's Ant Man, Giant Man's wife. Yeah. Um. Spider-Woman is, what, the result of a blood transfusion? Yeah. Does she qualify? Is she like the She-Hulk? I mean, She-Hulk, same deal. Blood transfusion. Yeah. Um, okay, let me add a few more Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel. Miss uh, Marvel was always one of my favorites. I, I gotta say, I... I know a lot of people love the rogue character, but I hated the rogue character because she she totally ruined Miss Marvel's life. You know, she sucked up Miss Marvel's powers and took her powers from her. Rogue became rogue with Miss Marvel's powers. It was probably one of the most horrifying, terrifying, villainous things you've seen happen in a comic book, and they just ran with it forever. You know. You steal a character's powers and you just throw them away. Pretty disturbing. Right. It'd be like someone walks up to Hulk, takes his powers, and doesn't even turn green anymore. Hulk is just stuck as Bruce. And, and now some other power-stealing jackass is like the strongest mortal ever born. And a douchebag. Probably selling Amway. By force, because he's strong. Yes, I'm. I have comebacks for that, but most of them would be pretty offensive to, you know, the listener that we have. So. <laughs> but no, I mean to totally steal someone's essence and then leave them non-powerful, not having a comic book anymore. It's a bold move. If you're the comic book company you think about it but it's crazy because rogue's not wasn't a standalone character rogue didn't become a standalone character rogue wasn't flying her own book um, whereas miss marvel was a pretty large character pretty popular you know now don't think she's as recognizable as wonder woman it's kind of hard to be more recognizable than wonder woman well no i mean wonder woman has has the golden age roots wonder woman is that's it that was the big female character back in the day so it's not like you can you can say well there was this character was wonder woman and there were there wasn't there were and there was no one you know she's the amazon princess she's um she didn't need a man she she the man the love interest that she had was weaker than her you know she was she was the strong one she was protecting whoever and then decades later she didn't age a day and she just picked up another boy toy <laughs> right well if you got it right well if you don't age why not you know this one was great i'll get one that looks almost like him <laughs> so 
Yeah, you know, you're really hard pressed to find another strong female Marvel character or any other comic character. Um, we could, uh, you end up having to be forced to look at super teams. Uh, and then you got some good ones. You got Scarlet Witch, but you know the X Men. Uh, but Rogues from the X Men. You've got Storm from the X Men. You've got uh, Jean Grey. Um, now, Jean Grey had her own title. Kinda. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Okay, I've got my own title. If it doesn't last for a long time, I mean. You're a character that leads your own title or you're not. You know, eventually, they'll give everybody their own title. It's just, will it stick? You know, Punisher stuck for over a decade. Punisher, I, I don't know. I think Punisher still has a title running. Um, so Punisher is his own character. He didn't appear in his own book at first. He wasn't you know, with Spider-Man 129, right? Mm -hmm. But he became such a big character. He fronted his own book. I don't think Gene was ever interesting enough to really carry a title for like a decade you know I mean She-Hulk has had a few titles five, uh, five single titles I mean over a long time people love She-Hulk um, Spider-Woman has had her own, her own titles a number of times uh, just because they don't last forever doesn't <laughs> hardly mean anything on comics <clears throat> Back in the old days, I mean, they used to just print through a way more comic books than they sold. It's just it was part of the way the business was done. Um, let's let's look see if we can find a comprehensive list of superheroines. Um, Black Canary had her own character uh, book for a while in the DC. My brother was a fan. I never really was. Um, I guess Supergirl. Supergirl was was a big one. Still, another yeah. origin that was this character's a good character, but this character is derivative of. It's like the female version of a popular character. Spider Woman is a female version of Spider Man. She Hulk. It's a female version of Hulk. Supergirl is a female version of, of Superman. You know, I'd like to see Super Bizarro Girl. That would be a fun book. <laughs> When she gets into her costume, she takes off all of her clothes because she and Bizarro, <laughs> a Supergirl stripper. Um, yeah, Cloak and Dagger was from Dagger. Dazzler. Dazzler was a terrible character. Yeah, terrible character. Uh, <laughs> um, I know there was Electra, but another, she's just a, a spinoff of daredevil and even though a lot of people love electra it's just hard to say that's that's a standalone character wonder woman was not like she wasn't a, a superman batman spinoff you know so it's tough you you go back you go to uh sheena queen of the jungle that was a good one i mean still though <laughs> anyway to think about it <laughs> Female Tarzan. Female Tarzan. What works? Ah, female version of it. Um, <laughs> Slap boobs on him. <laughs> That's what the boys really want. They want their favorite male character with boobs. 
What is this, a Japanese comic? <laughs> hawk man, hawk girl. Okay. <laughs> oh, man, no wonder America's youth is messed up. <laughs> so, okay, so popular characters now. Thor, female Thor. Uh, <laughs> just put crimson. Just put the big set of double Ds and Chris Hemsworth, and he'd be sexiest woman alive. All right, I'd vote for that. Is he going to be in a thong in this one? Yes, but he's still got a big package in front. <laughs> he's got three big packages in front. They just make America happy. And suddenly their popularity goes up in Japan. <laughs> Japan say, oh, yes, this is exactly what we wanted. Hulk with boobs. Iron Woman. They did Iron Woman. For like, like five seconds in... Iron Man 3, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. was Iron Man. Pepper Potts. Iron Woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's really hard to say there's another strong... Nobody like Wonder Woman, apparently. Nobody. And why is that? I mean, because guys like Amazons. Guys always never liked Amazons. There's, there's a whole theme for Amazon stuff. Um... Yeah, so Poison Ivy and Batman character. Uh, so what what superheroine movie would you like to see? I'm going to say Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Like, did you read the comics of Scarlet Witch? Are you putting me on the spot? Well, I'm just wondering how much you remember of Scarlet Witch. Uh, and and what would you like to see? Would you like to see the Scarlet Witch where she was married to the Vision? And no, no, they no, had no. The, the Vision babies? No. Would you like to see the Scarlet Witch where she totally went ape shit and murdered the Marvel Universe? Well, I mean, that would have to be like, you know, the sequel. <laughs> you have you have to set her up as a as a good character and then let her go crazy. I mean, I didn't like any of that storyline, and it really burned me on Scarlet Witch for a long time. Um, I mean, I, you don't have to include any of that. You don't have to include her her penchant for making love to all things robotic, or her her mutant power actually being becoming wish granting. That was ridiculous. That's how they had this. That's how they had the robot babies because she willed them into existence or wished them into existence. It's like the secret. Did you ever read or see anything about the secret? It's like that uh, enrichment uh, philosophy book DVD series. No. The secret was if you can wish it, you can be it. You can have it, as long as you commit. Sometime every day to wishing it into existence. Well, that sounds like, you know, a lot of religions, but. <laughs> right. And it was simply that. And um, I think that was the Scarlet Witch's power. So somebody read, saw that video and said, that's what she does. She wishes everything. That's her mutant power. Magic wishes. And then that just went badly. 
it w- and I think it was a Marvel Ultimate storyline. Or this this whole podcast is just gonna suck because it's conjecture. <laughs> so, which will differentiate it from the other podcast because um, the other ones we we kidded ourselves a whole lot more, and we thought it was like we thought we were actually talking about things, and it really was equal parts conjecture and fantasy. <laughs> Um, so that's what I, I'm looking forward to, and that's what I was just thinking about once the comic book movies that they're slated. Um, the Inhumans are going to be a comic book movie. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and I saw all these comic book movies that I never thought would be, and I thought, man, they really should make. I would like to see them make a good Ghost Rider comic, that would, um, comic, good Ghost Rider movie. I know that the Nick Cage one, and then they had the Nick Cage one, but they still haven't had a Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> And um, when I saw them doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which I absolutely loved, I originally thought they were going to do the Guardians of the Galaxy movie in the 35th century, which, you know, the Charlie 27 and all the crazy storylines. And I'm kind of glad they didn't do that and they went in a different direction. They went with the re- redo of the Guardians of the Galaxy with the Rocket Raccoon and stuff. And I never read that, so I sort of went back to go read those comics and, and those have been a real treat so if you get a chance to go read those you should read the guardians of the galaxy and i think it's 2007 is the the run date on that um <clears throat> might be earlier do your fact checking yourself if you rely on me for fact checking <laughs> you are <laughs> you're sadly misguided so okay so that was just a a little half hour where we chill talk about comic book movies and make shit up is there anything you want to add to that i think i'm spent yeah you've been doing a lot of talking (laughs) (laughs) well significantly more than i have in other situations yeah well i gotta get back to this uh vacuum form machine and get harold's beak done inject a little shop talk into this episode Okay, for for those of you that may not have uh, followed other episodes, uh, this is something for constructing plastic moldable items. This is not like a Swedish penis enlarger. Right, those don't work, by the way. (laughs) Don't buy them. I don't care what the guarantee says. You can't get your money back. They they just laugh at you. But no, um, so I got to finish framing this up put my sealant on it and got my pegboard and then do a test run get uh harold's beak done in plastic even though i'm kind of um still toying with the idea of either paper mache or cloth covers you know um felt covered form i could still make it out of you do recall the date that you set yourself 12 13 14 we need a working herald yeah we have we have uh, Klaus 90% done. So you're done to like three weeks. Right. Yes. We need Klaus, Desmond, Harold, and Cleo for the first episode. Make a beak. Make it fast. Because you need time for your actors to practice. And yeah, we have to have uh, rehearsals this week. Yeah. Trying to fit rehearsals around... Um, Thanksgiving holiday is going to be fun. I'm actually not going to be able to probably get a group or cast rehearsal altogether. I'm just going to have people come in one-on-one. We're going to have to work over scenes. 
and then uh, grow up the flats that haven't been built yet. So it's fun stuff, but a lot of work to do. Yes. So on that note, I better get on it. So thanks for listening to this impromptu episode of the Desperate Mothers podcast. I'm CJ Watson. And I'm Jack Fisher.